Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. Kelly is with us today, and we're talking about faith that prevails, faith that works all the time, hallelujah, and how to live in victory. Thank you, Kelly, for teaching us today. You're welcome. I love being with you, Mother. Well, I like having you, too. We sort of left them with a cliffhanger yesterday. Okay, straighten us out. Well, it wasn't about straightening you out. It was about straightening me out. And the Lord corrected me. Um, and I, in Psalm 19, 12, he had, I had really read this scripture with faith and received it. He pointed it out to me in, on purpose, I believe, because he wanted to Psalm. lead me in some things. That's where when you subject yourself to the word, it yeah. will change your life. That's right. You know, we don't always know what we need. We think, we may think we know what we need. Um, I've been reading a lot from this book of Smith Wigglesworth. Um, and he, there was this one man who wanted prayer. And this man knew what he needed. Smith Wigglesworth said, what do you want most? Because he's in a wheelchair. This guy, Smith Wigglesworth, said, there's no way those little bitty legs could carry his big body. But, um, which I thought was a funny way to put it. But he, so he's asking this guy, and what would be the obvious thing was you'd want to walk or you'd want your body healed. He goes, I want to be the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. He was hungry for God. He was hungry for God. And, you know, we take, I think we really can take that for granted about, you know, we have such faith and revelation and about praying in the spirit. But in the early 1900s, they didn't No, It was, they no, would they didn't have and any radio tell, or to speak of, te no television, not many books. They had the Bible. I love how when God not shows, when God puts something into their shows, shows his body uh, something and Maybe it seems like a struggle. It seems hard. It seems hard to receive that. Back then, it, they felt it was faith. Smith Wigglesworth, great faith man. Yet they would tarry. This man raised people from the dead and yeah. pulled people out of wheelchair. I mean, great miracles in his life and ministry. Yet when it came to receiving the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and the baptism of the Spirit, they would tarry all night sometimes. Tarry, I mean, yeah. meaning wait, wait, on wait the Lord. and yeah. pray and believe and, and just wait for hours and hours until the baptism came. And now we just take that so for granted that it's quick and easy to lead well, you know, somebody in the uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it's just like that now. There's another side to that too. Scripture says, to whom much is given, much is required. And we've been given much in our yes. generation. We've had lots of books. We've had lots of Bibles, lots of translations, lots of radio, lots of television teaching and preaching to us. And, and to whom much is given, much is required. Now, they, they, they didn't have, they had a Bible mostly. Mm -hmm. That was it. They didn't have the information coming right. to them all the time. So we have no excuse to be puny, no excuse to be a puny Christian. That's true. We're but on the try. other good side of that is the things that today seem like they're hard to walk in. One day, our kids will be thinking, ah, that's true. easy to walk in. Well, you and you know, when you guys through, were learning faith, y'all thought, oh, 
I gotta watch my words. I gotta watch. Well, we what still I'm have to do that. Well, we do, but it's it's not hard. No, it's, it's not, not a struggle. It's a way and of for life. me, growing up, it wasn't a struggle to watch my words. So every generation and every yeah. person, we grow from glory to glory to glory, sure. and we get better and better and better, yeah. and our lives get better and better and better. Well, this last couple of years, the Lord has been just I I call it cleaning my clock out. You know, yeah. He's just been. It feels like just such fine tuning on my life where he's he's helping me with things that overall have so changed my life and I'm so grateful. And when he gets to working on you, then even the things maybe that were a challenge to do become easier because he's getting rid of roadblocks. He's getting mm-hmm. rid of stuff that comes between you and him, that comes between you and his presence. And so in well, this we've last a- year... Go ahead, finish. Well, I read the scripture yesterday. Keep your servant. Oh, how can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults or hidden weak places. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I'll be free of guilt and innocent of great sins. You know, and there are things, this is what the Lord was dealing with me, things that need to be fixed or repaired or corrected or dealt with in our soul because that's where we can carry things that we're not aware Mm -hmm. of. When we get born again, our spirit is renewed, but our, I mean, our spirit is regenerated, recreated. Our mind, our will, our emotions have to be renewed. Our soul has Mm -hmm. to be renewed. We have to be taught how to think. Yeah. An agreement with the word. We correct what we think. We correct what we say. We correct our will. We get it in line. But this last year, the Lord, one year ago <clears throat> and a few months, the Lord, well, I was in a meeting and the Lord spoke to me, Mother. And this is, this is where the, one of the big corrections I talked about yesterday came. Um, he spoke to me, Mom, and he said to me something that could make people think I don't like where I came from. So you need to hear what, I'm, what the Lord well, was saying Well, you better not me. say anything bad about I'm not going to say one thing from. bad about big trouble. that because I'm so <laughs> grateful. I'm so grateful for what I know about God's Word and the life of faith that I, li- that I live. Effortlessly, really. Uh, life of faith is not well, hard. Well, that's the way. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. So we have a generation there that has no excuse. That's true. <laughs> and when the Lord corrects you, that's you a blessing. Know, it's a blessing. Ooh. You don't need to view it as I think people hear that word and they he's think endeavoring he got blessing. on to you or he he's mad at you for something. No, take that totally away. That's right. Because it's really like just going to the next level. That's what his correction really is. That's he's right. like, all it's right, you're doing this. It's awesome. <laughs> Don't you say that to your kids? You're doing this. It's great. Now it's time to do this, right? It's time to come up. Well, so what he said to me was this. He said, you were raised in a household of faith. But you were not Ray, a, a household, an atmosphere. He used the word yeah, atmosphere, not household. You were raised in an atmosphere of faith. You were not raised in an atmosphere of worship. And that he wasn't saying to me, you're bad, you're this. What he was doing for me was opening up a door. If we're going to walk through a door that's new, we have to realize there's a need. 
You know, in the Beatitudes, it talks about realizing I need God. Yeah. So I know you're sitting here and you're not hearing that as me getting on to you or God getting on to you for our atmosphere. Our atmosphere was where he was teaching us. We got faith. We learned how to walk and live yes, by faith. We, I'm telling you what that means to you in your life. It means when sickness comes, when the doctors say your child's not going to live. And I've been in that situation twice. Two different times. You won both times. One. My child's life was restored, um, given back. Amen. They're healthy. They're in, they love the Lord. They're pursuing what He has for them. Impactful. So I'm not, don't misunderstand what the Lord was saying to me and don't misunderstand what I'm saying here today. Atmosphere of faith. I'm so grateful. That's the best thing you can do for your it's child. It's true. Teach, teach them, them to live. Love the God, Word of God. Do what He says. And y'all did that. But I would say, I would have these conversations like with my kids because what I believe, what I see is that worship has been poured out on this next generation to a degree that they get some things that I didn't, I won't speak for anybody else, but I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. And Max would say, so we'd be getting, we'd start talking about worship, you know, and I had these thoughts I thought about it. And I'm like, Max, make sure that you're not in your worship, that you're not, that it's not emotionally based and emotionally led. And I was talking to him from the aspect of what I've learned about not being led by your emotions, which we don't want to be led by our no. emotions. However, what the Lord started showing me in all this is he had poured out a heart of worship on this generation. That's powerful. Well, it's not a choice of either or. You need both. You do need both. And you need a revelation of both. And sometimes something is poured out when I say that, I mean poured out by the Offered. Spirit of God mm -hmm. and it makes the understanding of it come easier. And then there's some things you have to work to correct and receive on purpose and allow that into your life as well. I believe that's where people miss the chain when the Lord's moving and He's been moving here and then He moves on here. And sometimes people miss that next move of God I know dad was telling me that Lester Summerall told the Lord, don't ever let me miss, don't ever move and let me miss it. Don't ever yeah. let me miss a move. And dad asked him one time, how, how have you stayed right in the middle of everything going on? He said, he told him that. And he said, you have to bridge from one, because when the Lord's doing this, and then he, the new move, that he's doing will contain parts of the old and into the new. And he said, sometimes people will miss that transition. And I'm like, I'm with you. And dad, we were talking about, we're not ever going to no, miss it. No, we don't want to miss anything because God's doing. You know, what, you know what keeps people from moving on is an inability to be moved into the next thing, an inability to be corrected, an inability for God to say, you're doing this, now, now do this. And so, um, well, normally you don't quit doing something. You add to you what add. you've got. That's right. I mean, the move of God adds to it adds to what's it. going on right now, and, and then the, it keeps going and growing. You hit maturing. the nail on the head, Mom, because the reason that 
That's what God is doing, glory to glory, right? That's right. That's but when people hear it through ears of shame, then they begin, they hear it that way. They don't make that transition because they can't hear it, keep doing this and go this. They hear it with shame. Shame affects people in ways mm. and it will, Satan will use it to keep you out of what God wants you to go to next. The next level. There the next is no place. condemnation no. to those that are in Christ Jesus. If we have a bad past, what do we do? We repent of repent. it and we can get cleansed of it. But when you allow and go forward, when you allow shame of any sort to hide in your heart, and you, and he's very, Satan's tricky about that. Well, and he's so, also a liar. He's a good liar. He he is. He's a good. He's a bad he's a liar. Good yeah. <laughs> liar. <laughs> but he does it good. He does a good job yeah. at it. And so when there's shame hiding in the Lord, these are the places the Lord That's can the show you. That's the marvelous thing about God is forgiveness. Yes. Oh, my. And so what happened to me was uh, he told me that and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and what happened was he poured worship over me. Everything changed. That's a lot it was of not hard. Too. These places where I didn't have an understanding, he taught me. He's taught me my worship's changed. I'm like, I tell Max, I'm like, I get it now. Because he would God. say, Mom, there's more. And I'm like, no, I worship Max. I get it. And he's like, there's more. And I'd say, no, I get it. And what he began to show me was had to do with my emotions. And, you know, there's so many times this just happens in our lives this happens in our spiritual life. Your strength can become an area that you, on the backside of it can become a weakness. That's why the Lord continues to work with you. You'll get strong in an area and he'll have to kind of shore up, you know, in another area because let me, let me say what I mean. Even our personalities, my, my personality that God gave me, I love it. It has a strong part of it. It has a weak part of it. The part of me that is laid back and doesn't worry is awesome. I, it's a strength. I mean, there's peace in my life. I don't worry about things. It's easy to trust the Lord, Amen. right? Well, that same side of me, that same personality gift of mine makes me not worry about being on time. I noticed that. No, I don't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> because I've had to work at it. You've well, it's where I had you're to just work. Laid back. I it, had to work at focusing on what was critical to do instead of what I just wanted to do. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. And I so understand. every person has a strength and a weakness. Well, you know what it means? It means we need God. Yeah, that's why we it have means, the renewing of the mind so we can it get means, things right. It means we need each other, right? So in this... And while we're taught to walk in love, yes. not to condemn. That's right, because... Some of us are just slower than others no, in the natural. Just, I don't mean mentally. I mean, you're laid back. You're relaxed. That's a good thing. It is, but it, what it is is some of us have a different strength. And it, so the person who's like super on top of things. Some, some people are. They may are, be more intense, that's right? right? That's they right. may need to come. Their weak side needs to. Let's just get to, in the spot where everything works. Amen. Well, we need each other for that. That's right. And we need the Lord. Uh, you know, that's why I think this is not Bible, so don't take it that way. You know, they say opposites attract, opposites attract. and then they get married. <laughs> but think about what a, 
what 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 happens? You, you're going to stay together. You're both going to have to give a little to bit. You're going to have change. to. You're going to have to submit to each other's strengths, and you're going to have That's to. True be patient with each other's weaknesses. And That's it a is a plan of God. Yeah. So it, do, it works that way across the board. Well, in our learning to be strong in our spirit and be led by our spirit and be led by what the word says, not our emotion, we now need to, this is what we, me, the Lord was showing me, your emotions are a gift from God. They're part of you. So you can't, you don't, you still don't want to be led by them. No. And I'm not, I know how to do that well. But now I've learned to give them to the Lord. You know, anything you withhold, whether it's your tithe or anything, your family, anything you withhold from God becomes an idol. Anything you withhold Protect from any part yeah. of your life that you say you can have this part, but you can't have this part. And anything you withhold from God becomes an area that Satan will try to affect you in. Well, that's, that's called a weakness. Yes. And that's where he heads. So what I saw about my emotions were, was I was not giving those to God. I was just setting them aside. It wasn't that I was holding them back from God even. I didn't even, wasn't even aware that I was just setting well, them you aside. Have, you didn't realize it. I didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. So when I began to worship him and I began to see that worship comes from our soul. And I had not, when I'd be in church and I'd be singing, I meant it from my heart. So in that sense, it was worship. But it wasn't the deepest part of worship because I wasn't engaged uh, in my soul. Whereas worship comes from your chooser, which is your soul. So my whole soul was not engaged. My mind was engaged. Most of the time, unless you're in church thinking about what you're having for lunch, yeah. it's not engaged. You're singing. It's not. That's why a joyful noise doesn't have to sound beautiful to the Lord if it's coming from your whole heart, right? So, but if you're just singing or you're even singing and thinking about how great you're singing, Man, I'm singing that great. That happen here. That's not worship. <laughs> so when you're worshiping truly in spirit and in truth, it's your mind engaged, your will is engaged, and your emotions are engaged. Your spirit. And you know, when you give engaged. those emotions to the Lord, let's say something hard happens or something is upsetting and your emotions are affected. Don't be afraid of your emotions. Don't be led by your emotions. Give those to the Lord. Well, you have to take authority over them and say, mm -hmm. to I'm not, not be going led. Yeah. But you can, your emotions are from God. You're going to have them. Give them to Him. He will turn them. He will turn your sorrow into joy. Yeah. But not if you don't give it to Him. Do you see the difference between just saying, pushing it aside? This has changed my life, Mom. And it's made me more peaceful, more joyful, more whole. And it's, it's changed how I look at people. It's, you know, um, there's, there's a, the, in the Amplified, the scripture where, where Paul was saying, um, uh, you know, it wasn't with, or maybe it was Peter. I don't remember who was talking about, sorry. It's not with word, enticing words that we presented the gospel, 
but he said um, the demonstrations of the Spirit working on the people and it talks about stirring up their most holy emotions, thus persuading them. So our emotions are even a hook for the Holy Spirit to pull on to lead us to Jesus. We are spirit, soul, soul and body. body. And uh, the spirit has to be in control of the soul and the body. And that's why he comes into us. He teaches us. He to tells us what to take authority over, shows us in the Word, this is not the way you want to go, go this way. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can walk, that's the way you walk free. And how do you keep your body free? You give it to the Lord. You make it a living sacrifice. Yes, and you say, you're not doing that, body. So how do you do or your emotions? Or you're doing this. How do you do your, your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions? Same way. You renew your mind with the Word. You give your will. Jesus did it every day, I believe. Not my will, but your will. He consistently Get, told himself the that word. to not be about me and what I want. He said, I don't even consult my own will. That's right. That's what we do with our will. But our emotions, we do the same thing with our emotions that we do with our body. We give those to the Lord to minister to us through them. And I have found that my whole perspective on Everything has changed just with that one little thing. Praise God, Kelly. That's awesome. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.